0: Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 328. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Pingdom, Hover, and MacWeldon. Weldon. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vaticci.
1: Hello. Hi. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Very good. It's good. Let's see if we can keep the streak alive. Mike Hurley's here. Mike, how are you?
2: Oi, oi. <laughs> Hi. I'm good. Hey. You good? How are you? Three for
0: yeah. three. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Wait, what good. is the
0: streak? That I was good and Federico was good, and then you were going to be oh,
2: good. Oh, right. I wasn't sure if it was like that we're all here or that you got it in the right order. I wasn't sure.
0: It's also the streak and yeah, uh, having an awkward opening to the show. Mm-hmm. John texted us, thank God you got the episode number right. You know, John, yep. I appreciate your encouragement. That's how I'm going to read that. We got a bunch of follow-up. We should just dive into this. Listener Mike and other people, but Mike had the most detailed explanation, wrote in to set our math straight concerning the Hackett number, and then if I recount my collection, the ratio that would happen, et cetera, et cetera. It's really long. I made a PDF of it. It's in the show notes. Just go read the PDF, because we can't read it on air, because we'd be here all day. Wow.
2: Yeah, this was originally in the notes, in its full text, and I protested it, that Reading it in the show makes it more confusing, I think. Um, you have to read something like this. But there's I'm formula. still very
1: confused. I'm still very much confused by <laughs> Honestly, That like- was
2: part of it where I was reading it and I was like, oh God, now we got a thing called point hackets. Like it's too much. So if for some reason you require an explanation about how to calculate the hacket number, it exists for you. Uh,
1: if you don't, we can just move on.
0: Yeah, we never mentioned it again.
1: My problem is that we just we came up with this as a stupid joke, and we had no idea that actual mathematics were gonna be involved. You know, like, and now people are taking this seriously, and you know it's yeah, bad. People learn a lesson. It's it's like <laughs> it's bad when you when you when you see these bullet lists. We're like, and then we divide, and then we do this. Thus, it's like, man, that's just too many steps.
2: Anytime you've made someone write thus, you've, you've <laughs> you done know you have a problem. Bad. <laughs> oh, you've no. Done something bad. Oh,
1: no, they're a thus person. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs>
2: I've, I've, I've really walked into something now. <laughs> thus.
0: <laughs> Babe made an error. I did. So there was a, Babe done goofed it. a data entry mistake on uh, the notch sizes we spoke about last week. I published them on mm-hmm. 512 pixels and someone said, hey, oh, hey, you got these numbers wrong. So I corrected it. The corrected version is on 512. The 10R and the 11 had the same size notch. I misentered some data for the 11. Mike still won, but not by as much. But Mike still got the point. It doesn't matter. A win's a win. Mm-hmm. It's good. So many charts.
2: Speaking of notches, there's been a lot of rumors over the last few weeks. Uh, The iPhone 13 being one of them, that apparently the notch is going to get thinner.
0: You mean the 12s? The 12s.
2: No, the 13. There is no 12s. It was going to go straight to 13. Apparently, um, the, the true depth camera system is getting narrower, so they're going to be able to shrink the notch down. Which seemed like the the obvious thing, right? In going into the future, I mean, I'm sure that there is a a future where all of that stuff is just hidden behind the display, right? Like that feels like the the eventual goal, right? That there's just no notch, yeah. but it doesn't mean there's no Face ID. Just you don't have to have the cutouts anymore.
0: The iPhone 10 came out when 2017. Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 18 19 this would be the 5th year of, or the 5th year of phones with face id is that right i think it is well, yeah uh, so yeah you would hope that they could be able to to bring it down in size and i agree with you i'm sure they don't want it i'm sure they're working towards a future where they don't have to have it
2: if anything when you say it like that it's surprising that they haven't done it yet yeah yeah i saw quite a long time for apple to to have to not like
0: they haven't really advanced this technology in any great way right i mean really the only change that's come to it that i can think of is on the ipad it's rotation agnostic but that i don't think that ever made it back to the phone even
2: no it's not on the iphone no i don't know why that is (laughs) like why it's peculiar right it is it's interesting that they haven't uh they haven't made any significant leaps. Like the most they ever got on the phone was being a little bit faster. Like they, they've yet to have that like touch ID one to touch ID two kind of jump. Mm-hmm. Right? Where like touch ID two was just like so much faster than mm-hmm. the the original version.
0: It it makes me wonder that if in the early days, like it may be some sort of a miracle that it shipped at all. Interesting. <laughs> right, and mm. maybe they have been working on it. It's just uh, seeing that progress is down the road a little bit. It was complicated at first. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. One of the, uh, the funny things that happens when we make picks on the show is sometimes mm. rumors come out the next day <laughs> that mm. raise issues with some of our picks. So there is a report on 9to5Mac that the iPad Mini... We'll be getting an update as soon as March, so maybe a spring event. This uh, report says that the iPad Mini would feature an 8.4-inch display. Mm-hmm. Up from, what, 7.9? I think it's the current one. Uh, it says it would have smaller bezels. Yep. It's like, great. That sounds like a redesign. And then you keep reading. Unfortunately, I'm quoting now from Chance Miller, the iPad Mini won't feature a design overhaul similar to the iPad 4 and iPad Pro. It will retain yep. bezels on the top and bottom with a home button and Touch ID, plus lightning connectivity on the bottom. So mm-hmm. this if this were to pass, it would be a, a new design, because the the iPad Mini and the iPad Air, you know, and then the early iPad Pros, they all had that same design with the thin bezels on the side, and then chunkier ones at top and bottom. Yep. So somehow they're going to eat into those more, but not have Face ID, and I think this would come to the regular... No adjective iPad as well. So this could be... A, no,
2: the, 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 the uh, regular iPad has already done this. Has it? Yeah. It's like a 10 point something inch display now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is true. So this is the issue. You wouldn't get this pick <laughs> if they did this because that's not the new design language. It's an old design language. It's the original... I mean, if you look...
0: Okay, so I'm looking at the, the current iPad. They made the device yeah. bigger as well. Like those bezels... Aren't drastically smaller than they were before they went to a bigger screen.
2: No, but it's the old like um, iPad, the 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 like uh, first iPad Pro, then the iPad Air. They all looked like this, where right. like the bezels got a little bit smaller yeah. on the sides. That's what I'm
0: saying. The iPad Mini carries that same design, just in a smaller footprint. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but if it changed to just the bezels getting a bit bigger, that is not a new design language. No, I'm yeah.
0: I would. <sighs> this is the pick that y'all talked me out of.
2: You wouldn't get the pick. It's kind of funny, really, because two, you failed in two ways. One, your your uh, will was too weak, so you allowed us to change your pick. And then, if you would have just said "new design," you'd have got it. Yeah, but you went with "new design language," and at mm. that point. I'm sorry, my bud. You're not going to get it. Because it's going to have a home button. It's not
0: the the new design language. Yeah. I mean, I'll still buy this iPad mini.
1: (laughs) So, see, I told you you shouldn't have listened to us. Yep. We're trying to warn you. Come up with your own idea and stick by it. And you didn't.
0: I was led astray by my so-called friends. Well, but we're not friends when it comes to the rookies. Exactly. We are like mortal enemies for an hour participants mm-hmm. in a game. Two mortal enemies and then the loser.
1: A new song <laughs> yeah. w- were played. So <laughs> good luck. I had a bunch of people
2: write in to tell me that they're seeing um issues similar to me with their AirPods Max and the battery life. Oh it actually looks like I saw this link you I didn't see this before Steven. There was a conversation about it on the Mac Power Users forum as well, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like people are seeing the weird battery drain issue. So You are too. Kyle in the Discord is saying he's seen it too.
2: Yep, Kyle was one of the people that, that contacted me about it. Um, and Ali wrote in to say that it stopped happening for them when they turned off the auto device switching. And I have some more anecdotal um, hmm. uh, kind of evidence, as it were. Uh, I've been noticing my AirPods Max being connected to the wrong device quite frequently like I'll put them on and I'll press play on my iPhone and it will start playing and then it stops playing and I press the like the digital crown in on my uh, AirPods Max and it starts playing audio from my MacBook Pro which doesn't make any sense cuz I'm like not near the MacBook Pro so there's uh, clear so what I think is happening is The issue isn't the battery life. The AirPods are connecting to devices and the connection seems to be holding on in a way that is not expected. Because the other day, like I picked them up from the desk again and it was completely dead. So I think something's happening where it's connecting to the wrong device and keeping that connection and it's both messing up with the switching and also draining the battery. So there's clearly some bugs uh, still to be worked out here.
0: How do y'all feel about the switching between Mm-mm. devices outside of this potential battery issue?
1: I have it off. I've had it off basically since the beginning. Like I tried it for like a week and I was like, nope. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very, I don't know, I guess I'm a little particular. I just I just like to control where my audio goes. It's like... I'm using this device. I want to manually switch to it and make sure that nothing else is going on that's outside of my control. I'm a little control freak when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I noticed like <laughs> and I noticed that uh, my like I was w- scrolling Twitter on my iPhone and because the Twitter app is bad from that point of view, like my, uh-
2: the Twitter app is doing something it shouldn't be doing.
1: Yeah, but it was also happening for phone calls and other things. I'm like, no, when I'm using a device, I want to be the one in control of its audio output. And so I tried it for a week. It's it's nice, it's very nice. I get what Apple is doing, but I prefer to control it myself.
2: I love the feature. I think it's magic, but it's incredibly buggy. <laughs> right? It's like, I really like it. It's one of those features that for me is like, this is a very cool Apple feature because most of the time it works and I never think about it. Like, I just pick up my iPhone and press play and don't do anything and it's just playing where I want it to play. But it's unfortunately one of those things that every time this goes wrong, you notice it in a way Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't with other bugs. Like. We know we we encounter these things all the time and you maybe just like just do the thing again and it works but with this there's like ramifications of like oh well now the audio stopped or I'm playing audio from the wrong device or like you're immediately highlighted to the unexpected uh nature of it when it goes wrong but for me the 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 amount that I like this feature makes me more than tolerate the problems with it 'cause i I just really like that. I can be listening to something, say on my iPad, and then pause it on my iPad. Pick up my and then like walk away. Pick up my iPhone, press play on a, on a podcast, and it just starts playing in the same headphones. Like I, there's something about that that's just very cool to me,
0: um, but unfortunately, it's not
2: perfect. Do you have it on, Stephen?
0: Uh, no, I've got it off as well for the same reasons. Mm. It just it's unpredictable and it has a tendency to to basically what I don't want it to. So I I tried it in the, I guess, in the beta this over the summer and fall, but it's just not for me.
1: I'll let you two know if it improves anymore. On the topic of AirPods, I know that this is not in the document, but I just wanted to mention how, you know, when when we talked about my Sony wireless earbuds. Oh yeah, I've forgotten about those. WF1000XM3. Uh, these are the airpods pro competitor i guess by sony i love them i've been using them basically exclusively for the past um, two months i haven't used my airpods pro at all
2: what makes them superior in your
1: the audio quality is a lot better Um, i've I've been doing a lot of mm. different like i was doing last month a lot of different tests these sound a lot better than the airpods pro and so that makes me really curious to see what Apple does with the second generation AirPods Pro, but I guess, this year. They sound a lot a lot a lot better. They're they're quite quite a bit
2: larger, aren't they? The the Sony ones. Okay.
1: Yeah, they're they're bigger. Um, they have a different shape. They don't have a stem, they're more like a, sort of a elliptical shape in a way. Hmm. Um they're also like different from you may have seen something like the Sennheiser um, the Momentum Wireless 2 they have like these this bigger like chunkier designs and the Sony strike a nice balance i think right and what ones are these <laughs> i can never remember the silly names. wf wf 1000 xm3
2: Right, these are the earbuds, not the over
1: earbuds. No, no, these are the earbuds, the yeah. the AirPods Pro competitor by Sony. Yes, uh,
0: there's been some contentious feedback about the Bill of Rookies that we need to address. I'm not going to read the rules today,
1: sure. um,
0: but Martin uh, sent us a note saying that they have an issue with the exact lang- language of the Flexi rules. Because we say, quote, loser of the non-graded flexies must compensate the winner. And if we're grading the flexies, they're not non-graded. And it's been bothering them.
2: Yeah, yeah, I know what they mean. The non-grading is in points towards the totals. That's why it's non-graded. But I understand what they're saying. I mean, there's always room for clarification in the rules. Always. So, do we want so to take it's
0: out non graded? Non graded?
2: Non graded towards the to- <laughs> total of some kind.
0: I don't know. Loser of <laughs> the. I think we just get rid of non graded. Yeah. Loser of the flexies must compensate the winner by donating. Blah, blah,
1: blah, blah. Now, wait a second. We have a Relay FM wiki.
0: So, that's where this is going. Someone has set this up uh and it has the full copy of the bill of rickies and now they got to change it again (laughs) to take out the term non-graded but yeah it's a whole thing
1: why is there no entry for me or any of you
0: it's a very new thing i think it was set up like four days ago
1: Mm, well they better get on it it's
2: also one of these uh the fandom wiki pages which are just like they're a nightmare (laughs) they're a nightmare um to use because they're like it's like covered in wild ads all the time, but it's very nice as a thing to exist. I like a living document on the web of the bill of Rickies that's very useful for people to follow along. I know people love
0: love when the rules are read um mm-hmm.
2: I am worried about about
0: vandalization of the bill of Rickies but mm-hmm. right. well the the one true copy is in the Google Doc. Yeah, we have. It. Yes. We hold right, it. and I've started doing a, ch- a a date, so it last amended January thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Ooh, very nice, very official. So, and with Google Docs, we have the full history. So Nicholas Cage can try to break in and steal this original document, but it's safe and sound in our Google Doc. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take a break, and then we're going to get into some tiny topics. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom. Do you have a website? Both of you do. I know, I do. Well, if your website has a shopping cart, registration forms, or contact us pages, you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad experience for your users and could mean lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. It will alert you when things like cart checkouts, forms, and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the severity of the outage. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible, so if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code Connected at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from Solar for the support of the show and Relay FM.
2: So you're working on a weird series now.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm reliving the past because the present's a bummer.
1: Okay. Okay. Is is that really some, does that qualify as new in your life? <laughs> no. Mm.
0: No. Uh, so I am doing a series this year on the blog about uh, 2001, which was a really momentous year in Apple history. And so mm-hmm. as things happened 20 years ago, I'll be covering them. I started last week uh, recapping uh, Macworld San Francisco, which had a bunch of really big announcements, including the ship date for OS 10 the Titanium PowerBook, the first SuperDrive, and then uh, a little app called iTunes. Mm. And it's much more successful sibling iDVD. iDVD. This was when you made DVDs, right? That was iDVD. Yep. So before this, you could edit an iMovie for a couple of years, but then you just had them on your computer. And now you could compress the video. You had to have a G4 to do it compress the video burn it onto a dvd and the big deal was that 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 was then playable on like a regular consumer grade dvd player so you could make a movie and you know show it in your living room i know i used idvd but i i have no
2: memory of what i would have used it for i think it may have just been for the sake of using it you know like just having wanted to make a dvd with idvd
0: I used it quite a bit at this uh, this job I had in high school and it had a good feature. I don't know when it was added, but you could then burn subsequent disks without having to re-encode the video, which was awesome because the encoding is what took so long. Mm. And uh, you know, you can make little menus and, and stuff. So I went over all of that and uh, there's a bunch more coming up. I have a whole list and to-do list of things. Um, there's some stuff coming up next month we'll talk about.
2: Like, I know that, 2001 was 20 years ago it was right so like that's why you've picked it but like is that the only reason is there a specific reason why 2001 is interesting and you decided to do it or did you just have the idea and then decided to go back for 20 years
0: uh a little bit of both 2001 is important because it's the year os 10 launched publicly they had the public beta in 2000 but the first like finalized version of mac os 10 shipped in 2001 Mm. And it really is the year that the, the whole idea of the digital hub really started taking shape. You know, that your computer would be at the center of your music and your movies. iPhoto would come along in 2002. But a lot of those like core concepts that really defined the Mac experience, in some cases until today, have their roots in this year. So um, I thought about this before. But it was only, it was about halfway through 2000, and so it was kind of too late to start. And we were doing 20 max for 2020, and then looking through the history stuff, I was like, well, there's so much stuff in 01. Let's just do 01. So I'm I'm happy that this is the year to uh, to do this.
2: It's a shame there was no iWeb in 2001. I, would like I know.
0: To... Well, maybe mm-hmm. I'll just do a whole iWeb thing. iWeb what? is so weird. Big news. Air Okay. One step closer, perhaps are they so <laughs> i'm so sick of this now <laughs> i'm like i, I feel just, like
1: this uh, product isn't even out, and i'm already bored by it like i don't yeah. even want it anymore <laughs> like i've read so much about it like i get it whatever like i'm I'm already tired oh okay what about air tags now
0: people have discovered if you type find my colon slash slash items how into how did you
1: discover it i don't know
0: into Safari on Big Sur. There are people
2: that I I mean, I just assume people do this like
1: all the time. Just they just they have a list of things to try. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like like a like a checklist of you know, these little secrets to try. Yeah, will this work? No. Will this work?
2: I know that Carl the Grey is someone who does these kinds of things. I'm convinced of it. And Carl, you will never convince me otherwise. I'm sure you do stuff like this. Oh yeah. Like, just like that you have a a list of things that you check. You know, whether it's your your feedbacks or little things uh, that you want to try and find. And then so you can be like, aha, I found it. It doesn't do anything really on the Mac. Oh, there you go. It does. It just doesn't look the same. Keep track of your everyday items.
0: Yes, and there's a link there to a knowledge base article that doesn't exist yet. So that's fun. (laughs) So we can see when that becomes real content. So yeah, it opens Find My and shows you a screen of searching for items it's more filled out on ios
2: this doesn't suggest airtags
0: it it suggests airtags only because we know airtags are coming
2: no what it's suggesting is the api that like for third parties to tie into that apple already announced maybe right That where like third parties can that make these products can be like i will give my identity away to you Right, the thing that no one's going to sign up for, right? Kind of like that HomeKit Secure Video. There's like not, there aren't, you know, like Nest aren't like, yeah, sure, we'll just go in on this now and lose all of our control. Uh, But so like there are the because it's basically like Apple's attempt at trying to stop getting sued by Tile, right? Where they're just like, hey, you can now integrate with our system. Like that—that's what this is referring to because it's like. Follow the instructions provided by the manufacturer to make your item discoverable. Well, Apple wouldn't write that about air tags, would they? Right. right? It's not gonna be like the manufacturer. Like it's it's a define my network thing. There's a that's like a, you know, that that's that's what this is. I mean, I'm not saying it's not air tags, but what I'm saying is like I think that this thing that people were talking about and these this whole screens, it's related to that because I guarantee you that this is not the setup path for AirTags, Mm -hmm. right? You're not going to be like searching for items. Like it's going to do the whole thing where it automatically detects it. It's going to be like a much fancier process than than this, because you know if it it, at least the copy wouldn't in the in the in the uh, pop-up wouldn't say that. Like it would be like searching for your AirTag or this other thing. You know, well,
0: unless what we're seeing is half baked. Which is definitely possible because it doesn't seem like we yeah, should see it at yeah. all. But, yeah, mm. I mean, there is there is the Find My Network. We'll have a link in the show notes to their FAQ. There's a developer preview specification. It's not done yet, and uh, it's coming. And, you know, who knows how many people will, will jump on this. It may be a thing kind of like the smart connector on the iPad. It's there, and, like, yes, you can use it, but basically it's just Apple that uses it. So,
1: Can I ask a question? Yes, please. Do people really lose that many things?
2: I would want one of these to put in like my suitcase. Yeah, but like right. But for me, that kind of, uh, maybe a suitcase and a backpack. But that's
1: about. But it. don't you think that sh- that you for the kind of person that loses all those things, that maybe you, that's a problem, and you need to fix it rather than buy another thing? Well, do you remember thing? that
2: time when that guy picked up my suitcase at the airport? Right. What right, story. Like, that's the my, kind of one stuff- of my
1: all-time favorite stories. Yes, yeah, it's just the It's one of the best <laughs> stories. So like,
2: that's the kind of time <laughs> when I would want and a, like, a, like a like a tracking thing, right? And I've done it. Like mm. I've I used a product by a company called Tracker, and I just left one of them in my suitcase, and uh, you know, and that's the kind of thing where I want it. But outside of that, like I don't know what else I would use them for. I know people put them on keys right like i think that's like how can one you lose like your
1: key keys ring. like
2: y- yeah
0: or like a wallet how can you
2: lose your wallet like, i don't get it
0: yeah you could have put know. it on your heart rate monitor that mike stole
1: that's true and then having an object being taken from you is not the same as losing it yeah right.
0: but at least if you had a
2: if you had a air tag attached to your heart rate monitor you would know where i hit it
0: true right or you could attach it to your heart directly to staple it on there <laughs> never going to lose it I mean, I don't know I lose stuff sometimes Right? Things happen I never
1: lose anything I never lose anything I think the last time I lost something Was when I was a kid
2: Well, and the heart rate monitor
1: Well, no, that was stolen
2: And also, honestly Federico Every time we've ever been anywhere You've lost something For a period of time
1: uh, No uh, yes, see, losing something temporarily doesn't mean that you lost it. It means it's been temporarily <laughs> mishandled.
0: That's the same thing. No. <laughs> it's the same thing. You
2: would have found all of these things faster if you had air tags on them. I mean, but to be honest, putting air tags on your jewelry would be tricky, but
1: Exactly. So like, you know, jewelry like it's fine, it was just under the bed sheets. But Yeah, but but all I'm saying is this
2: idea that you never lose things is not correct.
1: I've never I never lose anything. Okay. It's just one, one of my qualities. I never lose anything. Like, name one thing I've lost, except the except one thing the that was stolen monitor. from... No, it was stolen from The heart from
2: rate me. monitor. <laughs> like, a, we just spoke about it.
1: Look, no, we just spoke about it in the context of either you or the house cleaning stuff still in it. So...
2: I still think there is a third option, but you won't accept it. See, I've been thinking about this. It,
1: the guy from Google that I met at the gym... I don't know. There was they, something off about him.
2: They, I didn't know you met someone from Google. I was Jim? talking I to this
1: Italian person who see? told me, he apparently, he worked at the Google offices in Zurich, in Switzerland. I don't well, know. i now thinking, Google's
2: got your heart there.
1: I've been thinking about that guy.
2: They wanted it. They, well, they something hacked, off about they hacked him. you, and now Google, have. Uh, they're going to sell you heart rate ads.
1: Anyway uh i don't uh, like seriously um are we gonna buy air tags like as a group of of three are we gonna buy them what what's our what's our consensus here is it something that we're interested in
2: i would get like one or like one pack Mm. the next time that i would so i look i would probably get like one so i could try it so i can talk about it on a show right like the same as anything But I would want one to put in my suitcase just because, like, I like that. I think that's a cool thing. Hmm.
1: Because I never want to lose my suitcase, right? I I cannot always be around in the same elevator of the guy who took your. You cannot (laughs) rely
2: on your Italian friends to be bumping into people that pick your suitcase up by accident. And then get annoyed at you even though they were the perpetrator of this issue. Right? So... (laughs) you need air tags for when you don't have an italian and i and i only travel with an italian like once or twice a year so Mm -hmm. like you know you need you need some kind of like computer tracking system where you don't have your italian tracking system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you you not only don't lose things you don't allow other people to lose things
1: that's your superpower especially most people wouldn't have the will i guess to shout in a packed elevator sir i believe that's not your suitcase
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) although i would i would hope that any of my friends if they saw my suitcase would say that like they wouldn't be like oh i'm just too embarrassed to ask so mike's not got any of his belongings anymore
0: (laughs) (laughs) i would get them for stuff i'd travel with right suitcase backpack especially our gear case when we used to do live shows i would i would put one in there i i try to make that my carry-on anytime i fly but sometimes it's just not possible and they take it from me at the gate and then i'm very nervous the entire flight i would definitely have one in there
2: i will never forget when we were on when we were doing our tour the east coast tour and i they wouldn't let you check it. And I was sitting on the window seat and I, I watched the the like the luggage person just launch the case over a barrier <laughs> onto this like little chute, which they so easily could have overshot and it would have landed like 20 feet onto yeah. the ground. But even just watching all of the gear that we needed for our live show just being hauled onto mm-hmm. this chute, it's just like, I just wished I never would have seen it. Like, do whatever you're going to do, just never let me see it. Right, because then I don't have to think about just it. Don't, just don't, just don't show, show me.
0: me. Any that happens, I take the microphones out and stuff in my backpack. <laughs> like, at least I'll have those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, as far as everyday objects, though, maybe my backpack. But I wouldn't put one on my keys or in my wallet or anything. But I don't really. What did you say? Temporarily mishandle those items mm-hmm. very often, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> you know, maybe I could put one on each of my children. So know where they are.
1: That's a real concern, right? I was thinking about this very thing, but for my dogs, like maybe one of my use cases would be to put one on my dog's collar when when we go to the park or something, you know, as an extra precaution.
2: In case you temporarily mishandle one of your animals. Well, the thing (laughs) is, like
1: objects, you know, physical objects, they don't have a... Uh, well, I believe they have a soul, but they, they, it's not like like they can escape. Whoa! Right? Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Wait, no, I'm serious. <laughs>
2: okay, tiny topic 2.5. Federico I, explains.
1: See, souls. I I grew up. Well, I when I was little, I watched the original Toy Story like hundreds yeah. of times, and yeah. I am convinced that the objects we use, they have well, maybe not a soul, but they have an essence of some kind Mm -hmm. and every time i like for example whenever i throw away like an old t-shirt or whenever i throw away anything i thank the the thing it's like thank you it's like the
0: maricondo method that's like a a permanent mishandling of something yes so it's really the federico method
1: yeah i was i've been doing this forever i also thank my home like when we leave for the weekend like I say goodbye to our apartment and I think, I've always been this way. Always.
2: You're so beautiful. You're such a beautiful individual.
1: <laughs>
2: it's just like such an adorable thing to do.
1: <laughs> no, but Sylvia does it too.
2: <laughs> well, I can imagine if you lived with someone for as long as some that Sylvia has lived with you, that eventually you were also just yeah, going to probably. adopt this practice, you know? Probably. Yeah. That's so beautiful.
0: Real-time follow-up. Federico, you have a page on the Relay Fandom site.
1: Fantastic.
0: Under superpowers, it says you never lose anything, may temporarily mishandle <laughs> items. <laughs> perfect.
1: I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't
0: have a page. Come on. Yeah, neither do
2: I. Well, He's the the only fact one. that
1: you're mentioned on mine should satisfy you enough.
2: I know. I just have one of those web pages.
1: <laughs> never loses anything. May temporarily. This is perfect. <laughs> Oh boy! uh Wait, wait. There's a, there's a. Why is John Vorhees texting us, saying that that page is full of lies?
0: Because he knows you lose things. Because he's traveled with you. Because, because f- he also knows you lose things. Yeah. Never
1: lose. Anything. I can't recall the last time I lost anything. Like lost implies that it's forever lost, right? No,
2: no. I wish Sylvia listened to this show.
1: Like, I'm gonna ask her. Have I ever lost anything? And then I will follow up. What if she next says week.
2: like, "I will probably your, come your back mind. with a
1: long list of things I've lost."
2: Yes. <laughs> well, then what it is is we're going to get the long list of things that uh, Sylvia has replaced without you knowing. You know, like uh, like if when you're a kid and you say you lost your stuffed bear or something. Mm. And then your parent replaces it for you, and
1: it's like, no, no, it's just over there. Mm. Oh, you know, that's what we're going to find out about. You're not know, speaking of replacing things, and I need to talk quietly, otherwise she's going to hear this. Um, I, oh. I replaced the white HomePod in our bedroom with a white Amazon Echo, and she still hasn't noticed. <laughs> it's been three days. Okay,
2: but what is the what is the, the what is the the thinking? why is that? Why would that be a well, problem? because she
1: did, she didn't want to buy another Amazon Echo so soon. Um, Um, but i really wanted to and so it's been three days and it's going quite well she hasn't noticed anything it basically Mm. looks almost the same it's just a little shorter than the home pod um
2: very clever it's a dangerous game to play because you're like working with the delivery
1: person at that point right (laughs) i know i know but we'll see we'll see when she notices i don't think she ever will but we'll see
0: let's take a break This episode is brought to you by Hover, one of Relay's longest running sponsors. When you have that big idea, uh, where do you go? Where do you start? Well, your business or project starts with a domain name. So for many entrepreneurs or people starting something new, Hover is that big leap. They have over 300 domain name extensions to choose from. So no matter what you want to build, there's a domain name waiting for it. Hover has excellent technical support to answer any questions you may have, and they're dedicated to getting you online, not upselling you. Hover has free Whois privacy, so the bad guys don't get your information, clean UX and UI, so it's an intuitive user experience, things just work out of the box. They also have monthly sales on popular top-level domains. All this adds up to Hover being the popular choice for people starting businesses. All of my domains are at Hover, domains I've had for 10 years, domains I've had for just a couple of years, a joke from the show or something. It's always my place to to go. And I love that you can very quickly search by keyword. So if you have an idea, but you're not finalized yet, Hover can suggest available domains and very often can come up with something really pleasant, really nice, and you can click on it and make it your own very easily. Buy your domain and start using it today. Go to hover.com slash connected to get a ten percent discount on all new purchases. That URL one more time is hover.com slash connected. Make a name for yourself with hover. Our thanks to hover for their support of the show and relay FM. All right. On Tuesday which is yesterday as we
2: were recording this, CBS This Morning teased that they were going to be having Tim Cook uh, join them on the show, and he had a big announcement. Um, Lots of people were making lots of assumptions about what this announcement would be, including maybe something to do with their privacy tracking, or maybe that Apple would somehow help with COVID vaccinations. But it was none of those things. Uh, Apple have spent some time today with press releases and on uh, CBS This Morning. Uh, talking about some of the uh, donations they're making and the initiatives they're undertaking as part of their racial equality and justice initiative. This is something that they launched uh, in 2020, and they kind of spoke about it, said they were committing some money to it, and now they've listed a quite large uh, selection of things that they're going to be putting this money towards. I want to detail them real quick. It's going to take me a couple of minutes because there's quite a few things, but I thought it would be worth at least putting them in the record here. So they've made a $25 million donation to the Propel Center, which is a new hub for students at historically black colleges and universities, which I will now abbreviate to HBCU, um, which this is, uh, they have like courses and tracks focused on different levels of technology, art and business. And experts within Apple are going to be helping to shape the courses in some of these areas um so this is like they've made a donation and they're also giving time and resources and expertise they've made two new grants to help hbcu colleges of engineering develop their silicon and uh hardware engineering curriculum in partnership with apple's experts so colleges in these fields uh, are going to be getting some help from them and similarly for educators pursuing research and development they're going to apple's going to be providing mentorship programs and, and uh curriculum development in these areas as well oh as well as funds Later this year, Apple will open an Apple Developer Academy in Detroit. This is the first of its kind in the U.S. They've had these in areas around the world. I know there was one in Brazil. I think they've had one in a few other places. Federico, did they have one of these in Italy? There's
1: one in in Italy, Naples, yes. Yeah, yes. so
2: this is the first one in the U.S., and they've I've picked Detroit for that. Um, In February, Apple will host the inaugural cohort of its entrepreneur camp for black founders and developers. This is something that's already exists, I believe, and they're going to be doing a virtual kind of um, course experience. They're going to be doing like one-on-one guidance from Apple engineers and mentorship with Apple leadership Apple's going to be investing $10 million into the VC firm Harlem Capital to support its investments in 1,000 companies of diverse founders. $25 million into the Cyber William Shanks Clear Vision Impact Fund to provide capital to small and medium-sized businesses with minority, uh, that are minority-owned. And Apple was making a contribution to the King Center, a living memorial to uh, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to share his teachings and inspire new generations to carry forward his unfinished work. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was going through this, it was like an overwhelming amount of things to try and get through. And I think that that's actually good to, to have so much because basically Apple announced the project when it was new. They announced an amount of money. And then clearly it had to go away and plan out its investments. And I think it makes sense to have a lot of things to announce at once in a bunch of different areas, both money and time and in different things. Because it's kind of, I guess, easy to as a company, like a large company to just be like, throw $10 million at a thing and then call it done. But if it's something that you actually believe in and you really want to change, it takes more than that, right? And like, I guess Apple knows this from their climate initiatives as well. It's like, you can buy climate credits if you want, and that's fine. But to make bigger change, more lasting change, you have to actually change infrastructure to make sure that you are using renewable energy, not just using non-renewable energy and then buying climate credits to offset that. Right. Right, like... the the bigger change is actually the infrastructure. And so, again, like, while Apple is investing money, they're investing money a lot in education and in VC firms and then also providing mentorship with individuals. So it's like they're going throughout the whole stack, right? So, like, you're helping with education financially, but also by having access to people that are, like, in the top of these fields. So, I guess, like, if you want to make this kind of change, that's what you have to do. Similarly, for Apple, like, if you want to change the makeup of the company, they have to go this far into it, right, to make sure that, like, they are bringing forward people. Um, So, yeah, I I think this is a good. um, This is like a good set of things overall, but it's a lot of things.
0: One thing that's really interesting in this is their financial commitment to uh, VC funds that work with black and brown entrepreneurs. Because for Apple to to become more diverse, the tech industry as a whole and these other areas Apple works in need, need to become more diverse as well. So even if some of these entrepreneurs never make it to Apple, I mean, this isn't a recruiting scheme, Apple's part of It's it. not their intention.
2: No, they have a whole separate thing for that, right? And like, for, rightly, but that's different. Mm-hmm. To
0: this. But if you make the entire uh, ecosystem... More diverse by bringing these people in and having people have access to resources they wouldn't otherwise have, making those investments now do pay off. And I think, in particular, their work with entrepreneurs is really going to be interesting and it's going to really open doors for people. I mean, uh, VC funding for a long time has had a real problem of most of those dollars go to companies run by white dudes. And that is a, a huge problem in Silicon Valley and beyond. And Apple's addressing that head on. And I think that's great.
2: I I don't know about with these funds because I think it's kind of interesting of like
0: if Apple are going to
2: financially benefit from any of these companies. Like this isn't a bad thing. It's But it's like I wonder if the money that they're investing into the VC firms, what I don't know is if they are... Investments like you would normally invest into a VC fund, or if it's like a grant. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me either way, to be honest. But no, I just I I wonder. So it's cool. I'm I'm happy to see all of this. Kind of out of left field. I think this wasn't what anybody predicted. But I don't know if we were necessarily ex- like expecting something from this. It's like one of those things where, like with a lot of Apple's initiatives in these areas, you're confident that they will tell you when they have something to say. And this was that time.
0: We have some real-time follow-up from the Discord. Okay. We all opened the link I've put in the Google Doc. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: Federico, can open. you
0: read the name of this of this academy? What is it? It's the Apple Developer Academy in Italy. What is the name of it?
1: <laughs> well, that's in Italian would be Federico Secondo. He used to be the King of uh, the oh, no. I'm gonna say something stupid.
2: No, see, I just think what this means is Apple's trying to fund the next Federico. They want the second Federico.
0: It's the School of Federico Two.
2: It's Federico Two. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to make the bigger better Federico, and and Apple's like plowing money into this campaign
1: to get Federico Two.
0: I'm looking at the Google Street View of this place. It's very nice looking. Yeah,
1: screw them. Federico 1.0 is still working perfectly fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like tapping straight into your like uh, idea of staying young, right? That's Apple's right. already trying to find the next Federico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. <laughs> this one's got a lot of life in him.
0: <laughs> no, what happened is as soon as he switched to Spotify, Apple's like, well, we need a Federico too. That one we yeah. lost. <laughs>
1: was the tipping point <laughs> man this website is not great it's not great not a great website perhaps they should have considered a, a web developer academy instead
0: we we owe our listeners an apology i don't because we promised the topic for weeks and we never did it months and in that time the topic died <laughs> <laughs> and we're not here to bring it back, uh, but we had this thing where we were going to have this experiment. Mike was going to wear his Apple Watch, and Federico and I are going to give him advice on how to set it up. And we never did it because it was a really busy fall, yep. and uh, and now Mike is no longer wearing his Apple Watch again. So
2: I sacrificed three months to a project.
0: That never happened. <laughs>
2: right? I wore my Apple Watch every day from when WatchOS 7 came out to Christmas Day. Uh, preparing for this topic and I don't wear my Apple watch anymore. I said, stop wearing it. So the, this, this topic has now taken on three different lives. And it's third one is where it ends with it being navigate, like gone down from like a multi episode, main topic to a small topic (laughs) in one episode. Um, Mm -hmm. So here's my feeling about the Apple watch into, as we are here in 2021 i valued the fitness stuff the most tracking my health and tracking my steps and all that kind of stuff because you know like your iphone will track your steps but the variance between my apple watch and my iphone is massive because i don't carry my phone around with me all the time but my watch is always on me so it's calculating my steps correctly However, the always-on-me part is my problem with the Apple Watch now. Like, I have just come down to realizing that I just do not want to have a computer strapped to me all the time. I just don't want that. I do not begrudge anybody or say that it's weird or wrong in any way to want this type of stuff. It's just not for me. So, like, for I do not want technology to be physically attached to me trying to get my attention like that's not a thing that I want and as soon as I and it was one of the the things that I struggled with initially was trying to work out the notifications that I wanted and I never got it down to a level that I was happy with while still getting utility from it so like at a basic level like do I want to be notified about iMessages and the answer is yes But I would also find myself frustrated sometimes that I was getting too many in a time that I didn't want them. And like, I could put on do not disturb, but then like, when do I turn it off again? Am I going to remember to turn it off? Where like with my phone... It's kind of just like, I just put the phone to the side and then I'm not being buzzed about it anymore. My phone's just like on the sofa. It's not even making noise. Like, I don't care. Or it's buzzing and I don't notice because my phone's not with me. And like, that's one of the other big things of like, I can walk away from my phone. Like, I can leave it in another room or whatever. And I don't have to think about it. Right? Like, I don't have to think about putting it on Do Not Disturb. I don't have to think about, like, what could these messages be that I'm getting, right? That's the other thing. Like, you get a bunch of notifications on your Apple Watch, and my mind is like, what are they? But with my phone, it's just just getting notifications in the other room, and I'm never, I don't even know that they're there, right? And I don't ever have to think about it. And I think I've just, where I, for me in my life right now, I don't like the feeling of being constantly connected and engaged with the world, and but neither do I particularly want to make conscious choices all the time about do I want to be notified now or not. I kind of like that I have separation accidentally, right? So, like, my phone's in the other room, and then I just go... Play, on my PlayStation for like an hour and a half and then come back to my phone and there's a bunch of stuff there and I can just deal with it. But I like that I don't have to have been like, okay, now's the time for Do Not Disturb for 90 minutes, right? Like, And so I, I, I that's kind of where I am. Like, I think I like a bit of distance from technology at times and the Apple Watch doesn't allow me to do that in the way that I like it. I do miss the hand-washing prompt. I liked it because in case I'm not really paying attention and washing my hands, I know if I've washed them for long enough. Like sometimes I, now I know I'm washing them way longer than needed because I'm I like, oh, how long have I been doing this? I'm not really paying attention. Uh, I miss the accurate step counts, but I'm in lockdown right now. So like, whatever. <laughs> it's, I can't go anywhere. Uh, and there have been a couple of times when I've looked at my wrist to get the weather Uh, which obviously I don't have on my wrist, but now I just have a widget anyway on my home screen and my phone, so it's not even that far away anymore. So that's the Apple
0: Watch. I'm in a similar place with it. I mean, I've worn it on and off over the years, but since having surgery at the end of October, and I'm still walking in a boot, uh, I really haven't worn my watch very much. Part of that is I've been at home. Part of it is I just got really bummed out looking at the the lack of activity rings. Not, you know, not having the ability to do much physically. And I'm kind of at a point where you are again, where I just don't want to wear it. I just don't want the notifications or the technology with me all the time. And the problem I'm getting ready to run into is hopefully as I get out of this boot in a couple of weeks, I can start doing stuff again. Uh, I will want the fitness stuff, but I don't want to wear the watch. And so I don't know if it's going to be a deal where... I just wear the watch when I'm working out or doing physical activity and wear another watch the rest of the time or, or what? I mean, I really want Apple to do my faceless fitness tracker idea. Uh, they're not going to. Even I've even looked around. The most basic Fitbit has a screen. I don't need a screen because I'm already wearing a watch. You can do something like the whoop, but it's like 30 bucks a month. Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. The what? Whoop. Have you seen this?
2: What is that? Is the-
0: Oh, uh, well, it's W-H-O-O-P.com. it's com. It's a kind of a high-end fitness tracker. I've got some friends who are into it. And it's like a whole, they have their, app, their own app and everything. Uh, it's a subscription, of course. Whoop. Whoop. Uh, Whoop. It, that's overkill Whoop. for me. Whoop. I don't need that much stuff. <laughs> so I think I'm going to end up like, just bouncing between the Apple Watch and not wearing the Apple Watch, which I, which I don't love. Because I do really feel like, for me, this is an always
2: product or not. All the time. It's like, I don't, for me, like the Apple watch is not like one of my other watches. Like I have a small selection of watches and I like to wear those. And that's definitely a a, a thing in this, right? Same. Like I like to wear my watches more than the Apple watch, but it's not like the Apple watch doesn't really get rotated like my other watches. I find it more distracting to wear it for like a couple of days. Yeah. Right. Because then I have
1: to like re get used to it again,
2: and then take
0: so it yeah, off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do.
1: I, I listened to this, and I realized that I have become the kind of person with the Apple Watch who doesn't care a lot anymore. Like I get like I get notifications, and it's fine, and then I ignore them. And I don't think about them. Like, I, I wear the Apple Watch every day for a couple of reasons. One of them is I like to have a heart monitor, basically always on. And I want to know whenever soma- someone is calling me on the phone. I don't, like, the notifications I don't really use, and they don't particularly bother me every once in a while. It's, it's nice that I can glance at it. And if, like, John is texting me about something important, it's nice that I can get it on the Apple Watch. But then it's like I don't have the patience to go in and change the settings for apps that send me notifications. But I also don't use those like I just get them and it and it's f- and and I'm like whatever, you know. It's like a very, very passive relationship I have, I think, at this point with the Apple Watch. And I really like it for for controlling music playback that I do a lot. Mm. And I sleep mm. with it. So it's 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 mostly like a, a like a reassurance type of thing. And also like the the workouts that I've been doing like Pilates with Silvia for the past month, probably probably even more. And I don't even think about tracking it anymore. I've sort of moved away from that obsession of closing the rings. It's like, I I just want to feel... And this is something that Sylvia actually made me sort of mindset like besides, you know, the thing on the on the screen and the and the rings and the awards. Like, are you actually feeling better yourself? And uh, since you guys last saw me, uh, I've lost like nine kilograms. So it's going it's going really well. Sort of like it's not important what the what the you know what the computer is telling you but are you actually feeling better yourself and are you keeping a daily pace of exercise are you eating healthier because it's it's i think it's a common trap of these things right it it, it becomes more about the workflow about the digital workflow than the practice itself right and i totally get it right it's it's a, a lot of it, People are different and each one of us, they need a different type of encouragement. Mm. And it's not like everybody has is fortunate enough to live with a Pilates instructor. Like, I get it. I totally get it. So the Apple Watch, I have, I'm not doubting the beneficial aspect of the... You know, the rings and the encouragement and the awards and all of that, because I used to do that. But now I'm at a different point in my life. I think it's a good first step. For it's a, lot a good of first step, but I think it's way. important that it's something that you develop yourself. Like, don't count on the computer alone telling you what to do. Like, try to understand what you're doing. And that's when it really becomes a habit, right? Not because the computer is telling you so, but because you want to.
0: Uh, Eric right? in the Discord also brought up the. I can't say this. What is this? The Oura uh, <laughs> ring. Ura. Oura. The Oura. 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 Oura.
1: Oura. Um, Oura. Is this like the con- no the console? What what was it called? The Ouya. Ooh Ouya. Uh
0: <laughs> How did you remember that? Uh, we talked about it on a flashback episode at some point, so it's in my head. Ah, uh, you know, oh, I figured okay. that was the reason. Uh, this is not really an option for me for a bunch of reasons. A, it's $300 to start, and I don't even wear a wedding band. I tattooed it on because I don't like things on my hands. Also something I've lost a lot of, a lot of wedding bands. <laughs> and their FAQ says, we actually don't recommend you wear this while lifting weights. Uh, and I would say also bike riding, wearing a ring is very uncomfortable and potentially dangerous. So not really an option for me, but it is another alternative for some people. I might crush it. Mm-hmm. Just spared the weights thing in case you That's break right. it. Let's take our last break and then go to CES.
2: Oh, amazing.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Mac Weldon. There are a lot of things that you'd probably like to leave behind in twenty twenty. One of those things might be your your old underwear drawer. But if you're rolling into the new year with the same bunching uncomfortable underwear, then you've got to check out Mac Weldon. Mike. Tell me about your MacWeldon Weldon underwear.
2: I like it. I have switched over exclusively to MacWeldon underwear like a year or two ago. I just like bought a bunch and have continued to top it up over time. Uh, I think that they're incredibly comfortable. They have a lot of different um, patterns and styles. And it, really like it's some of the, the better fitting, most comfortable underwear that I've ever owned. So I also really like the slippers. I know people really dig the slippers. I I got on the Slipper Train, and they're great. But uh, they they would be my number one recommendations Uh, is the underwear and the slippers.
0: Whether you're shopping for socks, shirts, hoodies, underwear, polos, or active shorts, Mack Weldon promises comfort and a consistent fit. And everyone on your gift list can look and feel great. From working out, going out, going to work, or on a date, Mack Weldon is for everyday life. And with a wide range of customized fabrics, your garments will keep up with you no matter what your day looks like. And don't forget about Weldon Blue, their totally free loyalty program. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach Level 2 by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. Mac Weldon wants you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit macweldon.com and enter the promo code Connected. That's macweldon.com, promo code Connected for 20% off. Mac Weldon is reinventing men's basics. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for their support of the show and Relay FM. CES, it is that week. It is virtual this year, but that has not stopped companies from announcing a whole bunch of stuff. And Mike went out there. He got a safari hat on and a vest and went hunting in the jungle of CES Mm -hmm. and has come back with some stories for us to talk about.
2: Yep. Okay, so MagSafe have created some... No, wait. I did that the (laughs) wrong way around. MagSafe (laughs) haven't created PopSockets. PopSockets have created their MagSafe-compatible options and it looks like it sucks. not what I wanted. Uh, It looks like just a pop socket on a base and then the base has a magnet in it and that's what you put on the phone what I wanted was the ability to have some kind of pop socket that MagSafe charging will pass through this does not look like that Um, these things are going to be on sale sometime in the spring they have a bunch of different things that they're doing uh, that will basically have different magnets in them I will try this out though once i get it i just want to see what it's all about but this is not what i wanted this is not what i wanted at all so this was one i'd feared they would do uh and unfortunately it is what they have it's done. enormous it's yeah i mean it's the size of the whole magnet cluster mm-hmm. right the big oval it's kind of like that belkin thing uh, the car charger.
0: If you like, drew an outline around the clear case, the circle and the little line, it covers all that stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably about the size of the wallet. The little wallet, because that covers the whole magnet cluster too. The LG have a new monitor, which is could be of interest to uh, some Apple fans. It's a 31.5-inch Ultrafine Pro, has an OLED display, bunch of compatibility stuff uh is apparently 99 dci p3 color um, with adobe rgb color accuracy no word on pricing uh but an oled display for mac sounds kind of nice mm-hmm.
0: it's a uh, 4k at 31.5 inches so the pixels per inch is lower than the 5k 27 inch imac i guess definitely the, of the 4k imac because it's the same resolution, just stretched out way bigger. So it's not going to be as dense as what Apple's doing, but I still think it should look pretty good. I think there are some people, some Mac people, who are really picky about what resolution and what screen size, and maybe this falls outside of that for them, but I think for most people this would be a nice option.
2: Are you one of those people? I
0: mean, I can't judge anybody for their monitor choices, so...
2: No, I know that you have the silly monitor, but is that... Is that why because you get wild about the I mean I had the inch? the
0: LG ultrafine 5k 27 inch at 5k looks great um mm-hmm. I haven't used a 4k display this big right. so I, I don't know but there's some people who think it's it's too too big for the resolution you get
2: yeah I have and it's fine for me but I you know I can't speak for everybody yeah
0: I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure it I is.
2: have like a 30 inch 4k display from LG I have the Ergo one, and I, and I like it.
0: Yeah. Well, if that doesn't do you doesn't do it for you, uh, Dell was crowned a CES Innovation Award honoree for the UltraSharp 40 curved WUHD. So this is a curved 40 inch ultra wide uh, at five. Ooh, that sounds like a that sounds like a what?
2: Like a lot. Forty inches sounds like a lot.
0: That's like sitting inside the matrix uh, enormous 140 pixels per inch it's uh, 5,120 by 2,160 so it is uh, definitely less dense than a 27 inch 5k display but if you want a high higher density widescreen this might be uh, a nice option also uh, uses thunderbolt so you get lots of good stuff 90 watt charging HDMI for another input, Ethernet, USB C and USB A, so you could use this like a Thunderbolt dock, right? And just have one cable going to your MacBook Pro. Hmm. Uh, it does cost twenty one hundred dollars, so there's that.
2: Yeah, the LG one. I don't know if I mentioned this. They have not said any pricing,
0: which I means it's probably so... going to be a thousand dollars or more, maybe twelve hundred. I don't know. I don't know what OLED does at the price.
2: Probably more. I think puts it up quite a lot. I think, uh, but we'll, I think it's going to be pretty expensive. Um, this is one of particular interest to you, Federico. I think I think maybe of all of the things here, this is one of the more cool products that I've seen. Yeah, I've seen this in, in this yeah. space. It's the Kensington Studio Dock for iPad Pro. It is. A stand. It's like it's. I guess it's somewhat reminiscent of the Pro Display stand. It's. It's basically just like a block in an L shape. You know. It allows for a vast array of expandability for the iPad Pro, including three USB A ports, one USB C port, a HDMI 2.0 port, a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, SD card reader, and gigabit Ethernet port. Uh, you a- magnetically attach the um ipad to the stand but then there's like this kind of uh c thing that you kind of clamp into the side of it which provides you with all the expandability you can rotate the ipad into portrait or landscape orientation on the dock the viewing angle can be adjusted but not the height Mm -hmm. It also has, this is a theme of stuff that we were spoken about this week and a lot more in a minute, a built-in Qi charger in the foot so you can charge your phone and your AirPods. It's big enough for two. Uh, You can get an optional Apple Watch charger for this thing as well. Uh, No pricing or availability details Hmm. as of yet. But I think this product looks really great. Yeah. My issue would be that it's not high enough. I would yeah. need to put it on top of something, but I would happily do that because from an expandability perspective and stuff, like this is like, if you are a person who uses an iPad like as a workstation, like this really looks like a fantastic product.
1: Yeah, it looks really nice. Uh, too bad about the height, the, the height adjustment. Yeah. But everything else, I mean, you combine this with a magic keyboard and a magic trackpad, it looks very nice.
2: Um, like I would have to put this on like one of those iMac stands or something, you know, you, cause mm, this is what I, mm. I have. My iMac is on one of those stands. Like, you know, like, get like the 12 South stands or whatever, um, because I don't do the iMac on its own is too, it's too low down. I, you need to raise it up for me to be ergonomically comfortable. But this is a product I would happily do that kind of thing for because, I think everything else that it has around it is good. And yeah, you can get something nice and tasteful that fits in with Apple's overall design aesthetic, like because this does, it's like aluminium and stuff. So you could very easily put this on top of something and it would be at a higher eye level. Um I think this is a fantastic product. I don't know about you guys, but when I see stuff like this, I'm like, Do you know something I don't know? What do you mean? Kensington? Like this is quite advanced as a package, right? Mm. Mm. How many iPad users need three USB A ports, one USB C port, a HDMI 2.0 port, an SD card reader and Gigabit Ethernet for their iPad?
1: What are you getting at?
2: I what I'm saying is I don't know. I'm just like do you know I you know are, is Kensington aware of something that I'm not aware of when it comes to the iPad?
1: I just think they want to give you all the options and ask you for a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Right. But it's still, it's just like a, a, yeah, this is no
2: availability or pricing details as of yet. Um, But I think it's, I like to see stuff like this. I like to see the niches and the edge cases catered for.
1: Especially from a relatively well-known brand, not, you know, the unknown company (laughs) that sometimes pops up at CES. And it's not a Kickstarter. I was going to
0: say, what was the Kickstarter that was sort of like this a few years ago?
1: I don't remember. There's, there's been a bunch of them. And also ro- support for rotation in portrait mode. That's very nice because it gives you a lot of... Especially if you're a writer, for example. You get the mm-hmm. tall page in front of you. That's a very mm-hmm. nice touch. Yeah, this looks lovely. Too bad, it's a cool product. Yeah, too bad I don't have enough room on my desk. Maybe I should move things around. You could make room for something like this. Yeah, probably. I
0: thought you were going to say maybe you should move <laughs> to a
1: bigger place. You should move well that's well that's another discussion <laughs> but yes also also that
2: uh, loads of new magsafe charging accessories basically tons more docks so anchor have more uh, if you want another anchor dock you can get that it's basically very similar to the one we spoke about last time Belkin you know so it's
1: got all of the drawbacks that the anchor one has right uh, the, the the one thing I believe anchor announced that I really want is the magsafe external battery pack i believe it's mid i did not see that there is i believe it's in, it's somewhere in the roundup that we did in fact a few minutes ago on mac stories john put it together i am almost i mean i mean i've seen it so it, let's see uh apple product accessories there is one that i really want um, let's see B- available I don't see this available yeah there's a link oh, to no, Mac right. Rumors oh here it is there's a link to Mac Rumors available in February it's a MagSafe uh, battery uh, 10,000 milliampere battery
2: is it real MagSafe or fake MagSafe though because make are making all fake MagSafe products at the moment. Uh, it's
1: going to be another fake MagSafe so isn't it slow charging yeah
2: well it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be
1: but but it seems like that's what they've been doing. It's still going to attach magnetically. So, right, whatever, right? It's still going to charge your phone.
2: Yeah, 7.5 watts. Yeah. So, it's just Qi charging with a magnet.
1: But, yeah, it's nice. I guess uh, it would be even nicer to have an actual MagSafe battery that charges at 15. Yeah. That would be sweet. And you attach it, and you pop it on, and you charge your phone, and then you remove it. That would be extra sweet. In the meantime, we have the anchor version, I guess.
2: Um, so the anchor doing that, they have a dock now. It also has an Apple Watch charging puck on it as well, um, so you can charge the things at once. Uh, the anchor one here that is in the link in the show notes, I really don't like the look of this one. It looks almost like alien-like to me in a weird way. Do you see it? Like it's got like a base mm-hmm. which is black, and then it has like a uh, like a kind of a stand that goes up, and it has like the anchor puck on it. But there's just something I don't know why. I just find it kind of strange looking don't like that one. Uh, Belkin are, are back with some more products. They are also creating their own stand. This is a very popular arrangement. It's a stand that has a MagSafe on the top, and you put the iPhone on that, and then you have a Qi charger on the base, which you can charge your AirPods on. This is a $100 version. And it is an official product, so it has the 415 watt charging, unlike the Anker ones. And unlike, uh, there's one from Satechi as well, which is cheaper, which is $59. I think it's the cheapest of these types of products. Again, it has a Qi charger in the base of it, and then a kind of a stand that you put the phone onto, and you can go into portrait landscape. Um, But that is 7 watts. But Belkin is working with Apple and getting all the certifications that they need or whatever so they can do the full 15-watt charging on their one. Uh, The last is Grovemade. This is a bring-your-own MagSafe charger. So it's just a stand, and then you bring your own MagSafe puck and put it in there. Uh, This
1: is $120. This is another wooden thing, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Yes, it's a wooden thing. This is Grovemade's whole thing. It's wood and metal is uh, steel. The base is steel and they have two different wood finishes um, and you put your own MagSafe charger into it. Um, this one's it's very expensive, $120 and then you've got to bring the thing. But if this is your aesthetic, uh, it's a nice if option. If it's your aesthetic,
0: go buy something cheaper from Studio Neat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but Studio Neat, I like the Studio Neat's one, we just got them, but they don't have a stand version, right? Those are all laid down.
0: Yeah, so. I just... Uh... My my wife, Mary, has had the MagSafe studio and it went for a while and mine finally came in. And it is really nice because I keep my phone on my nightstand. I know not everyone does, not everyone should, but it's really nice to like, be able to just kind of get the phone near it and you know that you're charging it because the magnet locked it in. This last one makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, so this is, a, this
2: is my left field one. This is my, like, we're going to talk about something completely different. This is your weird CES pick. This is my weird CES pick, which... <laughs> All right, so Razer, the uh, hardware maker the of, of mostly PC-focused products, have created a face mask concept called Project Hazel. They're showing it off at CES. It is a reusable N95-grade face mask and shield. Um, the face mask part is transparent, And Razer is saying this so you can still see somebody talking. You can see the words that they're saying and you can see the faces that they're making, which is nice. Um, It has two ventilator slash filters on the front, on the sides. These They have a bunch of different purposes. They're uh, ventilating the air that comes in um, and also sending air out as well. So you're getting fresh air in the mask because it's kind of... Uh, because it's made of like hard materials, it's less breathable, right? So you've kind of got to have some kind of ventilation system going on here. But these ventilators also have a uh, speaker. They're speakers because they <laughs> wait for it. There's-, there's a microphone inside the mask. There's speakers on the outside so you can talk. And people can hear you, and you're not but, muffled because you're wearing a plastic, like, hard but, mask.
1: But why?
2: Well, like, hold on a minute. Why? Hold on a minute. Of course it has RGB support, uh, and they're working on a case option which has a UV light in it for sterilization. So I want to just try and give the use case for you here, all right? So oh boy, this is a product of now and maybe into the future as if this is a thing that people are going to keep doing. Um, and it's trying to solve two potential issues, maybe three, like one, it's a reusable product, right? And is like, it has clean, like sterilization and it stops the, the, the issues of like not being able to maybe hear someone clearly or not being able to understand them because you can't read their lips as they're talking. It's not a massive problem to solve, I think. Uh, but is you know, if you are a hardware company, uh it's maybe like a cool tech thing to do. Uh and I guess obviously it has RGB on it, so you'd look cool at a rave, I suppose. Oh boy. This isn't a All I'm gonna say is I wouldn't necessarily rule out all products like this. I don't think this is the one for me. But I could imagine a future where we have products that are like this one.
0: Is it? But this isn't an actual product yet. This is a CES demo.
2: Not yet. It's a concept. But they're wor- You know, they're working on it. They're saying that they're they're trying to make it happen.
1: Um, I don't want to comment on it because it'll sound too harsh.
2: I want you to comment on it.
1: No, I think it's it's comment it's on it. Commendable. That they're trying to do the reusable thing. Yeah. And the accessibility angle for hearing and, you know, the microphone. I get it. That's very cool. Yeah. But also, and I'm going to put it bluntly, I don't want to look like an idiot going out with this mask. You would draw a lot of attention to yourself, yes. It's like, look... The nerds are out of their cages and they're wearing masks. It's like, no, no thanks. The
2: thing on that, though, I agree with you for now. Let's look a few years into the future from now. Yeah, hopefully we're not wearing them anymore. Well, but we might choose to. Yeah. Is the thing. Different cultures, I understand. But the SARS epidemic in Asia created the cultural norm of wearing masks when you was felt slightly under the weather.
1: And I can already tell you that as soon as we get vaccinated here in Italy, nobody's ever gonna wear nobody's a mask. Nobody's gonna again. do it. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> my cause I would like to
2: and I my my plan is to continue to be that kind of person because I like wearing them <laughs> and I think that there, I know that there are health benefits. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike masks and I like okay. the idea of them into the future like if I'm going on public transport I intend to wear them like that's I would lo- I would like to be able to continue doing that um but I just as you say I'm not sure what the rest of the world is going to do after that point I mean
1: I wear them because I'm not stupid but I don't mm. like it
2: it's, I mean I think my thing is I don't dislike it
1: right mm-hmm. i'm not like oh please let me put a mask on
2: today right like i'm not like looking forward to it every day but it's like it's no, like I- uh i don't look forward to wearing a scarf right but when it's
1: cold i'll wear one yeah i just want to go back to the to the way things used to be <laughs> <laughs> like honestly of course you do right like why mm.
2: wouldn't you but i'm not confident that everything is going to go back to the way it used to be
1: yeah, I know. I know. But still. But still. Going out and wearing that type of mask. Mm. You know, I've never watched a Batman movie in full, but this reminds me of that guy. What's his name? Bane? Bane. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's... I was
2: bored in the darkness.
1: Yeah. molded <laughs> by it and the rgb i mean come on well i
2: mean of course it's got rgb on it if anything that's tasteful for razor right like <laughs> if they didn't put rgb on it there'd be more headlines about the fact that they hadn't but you can also turn it off but like they have to put
1: rgb oh, on it thank you thank you razor thank you Razer.
0: you were merely shaped by the
2: rgb right you've been like a it's razor right like they have to put rgb on it yeah well it's who they are
0: I think that's it. That is it for CES. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, head on over to our website at relay.fm slash connected slash 328. While you're there, there's some fun things you could do. You can send us an email with feedback or follow up. You can become a member and you'll have access to Connected Pro, which is an ad-free longer version of the show each and every week. This week we talked about Federico's switched uh, to a different music streaming service. It's a lot of fun. Federico loves Deezer.
1: I subscribed to the. You guys, are you guys familiar with the music streaming service for live, uh, for concerts called Nugs.net?
2: <laughs>
1: no. It's a thing. It exists. It's called Nugs. Does that an S or a Z? N U G G S. Nugs. Nugs. Nugs.net. Wait,
2: Nugs.net isn't anything.
1: Oh, it's 1G. Oh. N U G S.net.
2: Live on, oh, I bet they've had a great year.
1: Yeah, that's a that's my new streaming service. No, it's not, but still, it's a thing that exists.
0: All right, now we know. Nugs.
1: Well, you know, actually, then you mentioned this is. I'm sorry for driving this off the rails again. I did try Tidal for a couple of weeks during my holiday break.
2: Mm, I figured you would. Why wouldn't you? You're a you're a audiophile, hi fi boy. You know, Tidal seems like the right. I did, I did try it.
1: I did try it. And and I'll tell you what. And what would you think? The of app it? is not too bad. It's, it's, it looks nice. It looks very ni- it's very nice. Yeah. But
2: it kind of like I'm looking at the web page right now. It looks like a mixture between Apple Music and Spotify.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's what it is. It's got more personality to it than Spotify. I think they do a pretty good job. So why did you not land on Tidal then? Well, do you want to have another topic for the next pre-show or not?
0: Yes. Save it for next week.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: All right. All right. You can find us all online. Federico is on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Federico, I have a question for you. Okay. What is the most beautiful view you've ever seen?
1: Very easy. Um, there's this, um, by the Amalfi Coast, there's this uh, small town called Ravello. And there's the Belvedere at Ravello that you can see a long stretch of the Amalfi Coast. And it's just breathtaking. I will try and find the picture for you that I took with Silvia. Uh, the first time we went, I was actually undergoing chemo at that point, And my doctor was really upset that I went on vacation regardless. But it's an absolutely amazing view. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, thank you, iPhone search. And I will send you both the photo right away on iMessage. And that was in 2012. Yeah, you can see the basically the first half of the Amalfi Coast. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's an in-person, it's like... It's attractive. It's amazing. Really, really amazing view. It's
2: got that very like Italian architecture dotted all over the place too. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Which is
2: not like what you see in Rome, all right? It's, it's just different. It is that kind of like small-town architecture.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Amalfi Beautiful. Coast, that, that's exactly what the Amalfi Coast is, right? It's a, it's a series yeah. of very, very small towns right next to each other, right? So you got Maiori, Minori, you got um, uh, Amalfi, of course, you, uh, and uh, you know, going all the way to the, to the other end of the coast, which is Positano, uh, which is possibly my favorite place in Italy. We've been twice there. Uh, Positano is just an incredible Place, uh, Lots mm. of Americans, they go to Positano to, like, to get married, you know, that kind of stuff. It just, it feels like, like, when you, when you arrive in Positano, it feels like a fake place. Just, it's so beautiful, it doesn't feel real. Fun, fun Funny story, and this is going outside of your question, Stephen, but one time, Sylvia and I, that was before we had Zelda and Ginger. Um, we were in Positano, and it started, like, we were out at dinner, and this... Basically, this thunderstorm started happening when we were walking back from the restaurant. And it was, like, super scary, these extremely strong winds and this rain just pouring down. And we, we were basically desperate to find, like, there were, like, bicycles flying and, like, you know, all kinds of things just being destroyed by the wind. And we basically uh, asked for refuge in a... <laughs> in an in a in a a, like a like a shoe store and we were so scared i believe the owners like it was this small family all you know the owners of this store they were looking at us effectively being terrorized by by this storm and i believe they were making fun of us and um we were like, "Oh my God! Thank you so much for for saving us. Thank you for taking us in." And these people were looking at us and thinking, "Look at these two idiots! They've probably never been." W-
2: well, no, you know what they were thinking. You know, no, no. like Romans, right?
1: Also that, yeah. also that. But you know, you know how it ended up. <laughs> they sold us an umbrella. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they they smelled the business opportunity. It was like, hey, yep. you guys in need of an umbrella? <laughs>
2: big, you, people, big city kids like you, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. walking in there all the time. Yeah. About that, one last thing about Amalfi. There's a keycap set, uh, themed on the Amalfi coast, Federico. What? Like like I put it in the Discord. It's called Infinity Amalfi. What? Where is it? And they have like little keys that say Chow on them and stuff. Oh,
1: that's beautiful.
2: And they got lemons, like uh, some of the novelties are lemons.
1: Oh, that's um, pretty. Um, right? not Very nice? nice. Very nice. I'm out for keycaps. Oh, that's pretty. I love it.
0: You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. <laughs> uh, and Mike is the host of a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. Anything you want to plug, Mike? Not really. Well, Mike does other stuff, you could probably figure out. Where those things are. Yeah. I'm all over the place. All over the place. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as ISMH, my writing at 512pixels.net. Oh, I have something I'd like to plug. You missed your shot, man. It's for you, too. Get okay. co. And Federico. It helps all three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Federico didn't get upset
2: when I when I suggested it. I'd
0: like to thank our sponsors this week, mm-hmm. Pingdom, Hover, and Mac Weldon. Until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. See ya. Bye, y'all.